0: Well, good morning, and welcome to Winners Win Live. I'm Christopher Coakley, President of Search 365. And, you know, today I'm going to go back to just some some grassroots uh, training on how to really be successful at network marketing. You know, I think one of the biggest problems with leadership in network marketing is that it is totally different than what we're taught and and what we're used to when when we're growing up. You know, um, when you have a job, you know, most jobs don't demand very much from you, you know, mentally as a leader. You know, most jobs are about you doing what you're paid to do. And as long as you do that, you get a paycheck at the end of the week. And it doesn't matter all the other little things that goes on. Uh, during your work week, it doesn't matter who doesn't like who, and and you know rumors and all the stuff that goes with corporate America that makes people hate it so much. You know all of the backbiting, all of the backstabbing, all of the pulling each other down, all of the this person hates that person, all of the conniving to try to get ahead of each other to fight for that promotion or for that next position all of the negativity of a boss that's beating you down and and got their foot on your neck or their thumb on your head and all of that stuff that makes people dread going to work every single day. And what network marketing is supposed to be is not just an opportunity for you to financially change your life, but it's an opportunity for you to be in an environment it's almost unreal, an environment where people encourage you to achieve your goals and dreams, an environment where people help each other, inspire each other, an environment where negativity is frowned upon and pushed away, an, an environment where, you know, I used to say to people, network marketing is like candy land, it's just like, like, you could bite the trees because they're made of candy, and the river flows of chocolate. And I mean, it's 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 a dream. It's a fairy tale. You know, I grew up in a, in a, a a pretty tough neighborhood. Um, I, I I grew up in a very tough environment, and um, I could have gone a lot of different ways in my life. And, uh, and I, was, I, I, I was one of those kids who had a very bad anger problem. I really did. I was, I was very, you know, it didn't take a lot to set me off. My fuse was, was like that. My mother used to say, boy, you, you're going to mess around and have a heart attack. Because of how angry you get. And I mean, I would get mad about something. And for the next hour, I'd be sitting in a dark just rocking back and forth. and my mother would turn a light on and go, "Boy, you're going to give yourself a heart attack being that angry and upset about things." And 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 I wanted to change, but I didn't know how. And and I started to take leadership classes at my my mentor in high school started sending me away to leadership camps and little leadership classes, and I started to understand that if I was going to be a leader, I had to be different. And then at 19, I was introduced to network marketing while I was in college. And all of a sudden, I was thrust into an environment where everybody was unrealistically positive And people believed in me and, and, and people encouraged me and challenged me and supported me and helped me. And then I became one of them and I did the same thing for others. And I've been able to live my life in that candy land now for almost 35 years. It's changed my entire outlook on everything from where I was raised and where I come from. And it's made me appreciate so much about life. You know, some of you that were on my Friday night call know that it started off pretty rough with, for some reason, the electricity went out in our neighborhood. And we adjusted. You know, and and we prepare for things like that, and have generators. And you know, I I'm one of those super prepared people. I'm 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 prepared to be harking back to the caveman days for six months. I've got enough, you know, generators. I, they're you know connected to solar panels, and and I've got enough water stored and enough food stored, and and uh, first aid and all the other kind of stuff you need that if I lost electricity for, you know, months, I could supply electricity to my home and still live. I mean, that's how prepared I am. Um, but, but what I thought about wasn't the preparedness. What I thought about was how unbothered I was. <laughs> Not having electricity didn't rattle us. We didn't Come unglued, we didn't panic, we weren't uncomfortable and frustrated and it was just like just like that, we snapped into the mold and set up and we moved to one room, so we wouldn't have to try to you know supply power to the whole house and and then we set up a little thing so we could watch a movie and had something to eat and 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 we just weathered the, the it was only off for about a little over an hour. And like that, before you know it, it was over and the power was back on. But what what I realized was how unbothered, I mean, if that's the biggest problem I got is being out of power for an hour. When I just saw news that their border crossings were closed off and about 10,000 people are, are, are living outside under a bridge in 110 degree weather.
1: I don't have problems. I don't have anything I could complain about.
0: <clears throat> and I'm thankful for that. Humility. And I and I and I I credit that with the environment that network marketing allows you to grow up in. And it doesn't matter what age you are, self-improvement should have you continuously growing. And so even if you're new to this environment and you're already 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, you've got a chance to grow up for some period of time in this environment. And it could absolutely change you. So I'm going to go through a few principles that you have to. Listen to me, guys. You have to master to be a great leader in the network marketing industry and truly have an opportunity to achieve all your goals and all your dreams. Here's just, and guys, you probably heard me, you know, cover this before. You probably have. Uh, I've covered it a bunch of times. And I'm going to keep covering it until people get it. I I think so many times you hear training and for that moment, you say, wow, I get it. And then you forget it. And you don't apply it. And it baffles me when people who've been in this environment for some period of time still don't understand and or apply these principles. And they don't realize how they're shooting themselves in the foot. The most frustrating thing for me would be to work my behind off and get no results because I'm actually sabotaging my own work. And that's what so many people are doing. They're doing the work, but their mindset, that space between the two ears is killing the work that they're doing. And so they take two steps forward and three steps back, two steps forward and three steps back, two steps forward, three steps back. Two years later, they're in the same place they were, some of them even worse. And they wonder why. And they look externally. Is it the business? Is it the founders? Is it the product? Is it the marketing plan? Uh, the comp plan? Is it how about it's you? How about it is you not taking leadership seriously? How about is you not investing in you?
1: How about is your inability to be positive and excited and state? How about it's you?
0: So we're going to talk about you right now. What do you got to do first and foremost? You got to be an emotional giant. What does that mean? It means whatever image you have will filter to your organization. Whatever image. So if you're a negative, dull, disillusioned, frustrated, crybaby that's always pointing out negativity and talking about other people, and that's the kind of organization you're going to build. And for people who are looking to get out of that, to something better, they're not going to stay in your team. They're not going to join your team. Or as soon as they figure out they're in a team full of mess, they're going to quit your team. So you got to decide what type of team what type of people do you want around you? And then you've got to be that to the 10th power. If you want a, a, a giving team, then you got to be giving to the 10th power. If you want a positive team, you got to be positive to the 10th power. If you want a team that's got no negativity, no drama, no issues, you got to be that to the 10th power. you got to be a giant because the copy is never as good as the original. So everybody in your team that will copy you will be a little bit less than what you are. And so if you want that to be in your team, you gotta be 10 times that. So the people you bring on might be nine times that, or eight times that, or seven times that as they're copying you, but in an environment that's seven to 10 times, positivity, enthusiasm, humility, of uh, uh, love to help people, Contribute to others would be a phenomenal environment to be in. But you just take a moment and ask yourself, what am I passing down?
1: What 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 personality traits, what things am I exhibiting? And you can't get around it. Some of you think, well, oh, I'll be sneaky about it. Guys, it's like raising
0: children. You ever look at your kid and see them do the exact same thing you did when you were a kid? You ever see them get in trouble the exact same way you did when you were a kid? You ever see them make that facial expression when they get caught? The exact same facial expression you did when you were a kid? Now you got to ask yourself, how do they know that? Because they weren't there when you were a kid. See, it's just like that with your team it's like they they might not even be there to see the infraction but the environment will let them know that this is an environment where negativity breeds where where rumors breed where issues breed where drama breeds where people pretend to like you but they really don't where people pretend to edify you but they really talking about they will realize very quickly This is that place. And they'll run because that's where they work in their full-time nightmare. Nobody wants to go from a full-time nightmare to a part-time nightmare on top of that. So now my whole life's a nightmare. (laughs) Because I got a nightmare nine to five and then I got a nightmare, you know, six to ten or six to eleven in my business. Not what people are looking for. Number two, investment. You got to understand the concept and principle of investment. In the beginning, we do more than we get paid for. But in the end, we get paid more for what we do. See, in the early stages of building your business, you're going to feel like you're working your butt off. And you're going to feel like you're working way more than you're getting paid. But then later in your business, you're going to be getting paid a ridiculous amount of money. And it's going to seem like there's no way you could work hard enough to earn it. When you're making $30,000, dollars $50,000 a month, and you don't, you're you not even recruiting people personally anymore, all you're doing is helping and supporting. It's all, you feel like it's unreal. But that's because of what the price you paid early on. But see, so many people don't wanna exercise this principle. I, I'll give you an example, just in the beginning of our business, we say to you, get them started at 79, and then invest five to 10 hours and helping them understand and believe in our business concept. And then they'll upgrade. They will naturally upgrade. And you'll get paid more bonuses and everything. And some of you have the nerve to say, I'm not working for 79. I make nothing. I'm going to try to get all the money from them up front.
1: Because if I'm going to do the work, I'm going to get paid. Okay. So you want your money now.
0: That's not how wealth building works. How long did Bill Gates work in his garage on Microsoft before it became a multi-million and then billion-dollar business? How long was Mark Zuckerberg in his dorm room developing and building Facebook before it paid off. I mean, even the first offer he got from someone for a billion dollars to buy it, he turned it down. So now be worth a hundred billion today. How long did Elon Musk work on Tesla before he became a household name and a multi-multi-billionaire? How long did Bezos work on Amazon? I think I just saw that the other day. It's like 10 years or something like that before it began to become a household name. And now he's worth hundreds of billions of dollars. But you won't work five or 10 hours unless you're getting a bonus. You won't help a person for five to 10 hours if you're not getting all the money up front but you expect to build something that's gonna build wealth for you and your family and leave a legacy to your children's children. It's never gonna happen if you don't learn this principle of investment. You've gotta pour into people first
1: before you get the rate of return. You gotta do the work first. If you learn this principle of investment, I think it's the greatest principle you can learn.
0: Because let me tell you something. When you get to the other side of that, you don't even remember how hard it was in the beginning. You don't even remember how many hours you put in. You don't remember how many people you helped that quit. You don't remember how many people you supported that left. All you remember is that no matter what, your paychecks flow in. That's what you remember. But you got to apply this principle and you got to do it. Guys, you got to invest in the people first to find a director. You got to get them in. See, it was easy for us in the early days for this principle because, you know, in in AOM's Primera, it took three to four months to get a license to sell insurance, which means you had to pour into people Three or four months before they could be licensed and you could make overrides or make sales. So the system forced you to pour into people for no money. Money cannot be your motivation because there was no way the money could come for three or four months. So you had to be motivated by something else. You had to be passionate by something else. And you had to be good at it to get a person to stay around and learn even when they weren't getting paid. See, our system forced us to be good at this. Unfortunately, today the comp plans are so good technology
1: it doesn't force it. You have to be conscious of it three you got to understand the principle of duplication
0: see everything you do has to be duplicatable for other people to learn it you can't make decisions based upon your skill set see i've been in this industry 35 years i could sell anything I I've been through every kind of sales training and workshop, and have read every kind of book. And I, I you know I I remember going to sales trainings that were just like like hypno sales trainings, you know, where you were re learn how to read people's minds just based upon the type of card they drove. I mean, I've learned every technique you could think of. And I could probably sell to anybody. I could probably recruit anybody. But that's not duplicatable. So I don't use that. You use the system that's set up that people can duplicate. Too many of you ignore the system because of your talent and ability and you want to do it your way. Yeah, Chris, I know most people can't sell the top product on the first day, so they have to try to figure out how to get them started at 79, but I can, so I'm going to sell the top product the first time because I don't have a problem with that. You're right. You probably don't, but you're not duplicatable, so you will build nothing, which means you're going to have to be a salesperson for the rest of your life. You'll never build a team that can function and sell without you because they'll never learn anything from you because what you do is based on talent and not duplication. The beauty of this business is you don't have to be born with anything but desire to win because the system can be duplicated by anybody. You don't have to have talent. But some of you make it where you do to duplicate you, they've got to have the talent and experience you had in business. Then you're missing the point. What makes McDonald's a great franchise is it can be operated by a high school kid. And it was set up to be operated by high school kids for minimum wage. And it doesn't matter where you put a McDonald's in the world the system was set up to be simple enough to be run by teenagers. And although now a lot of adults may choose McDonald's as a career choice,
1: but the system is still set up to be run by teenagers. That's how it was set up.
0: And that's why it can move at the pace it can, serve the number of people, people, it does, and have billions and billions of burgers sold and be a multi-billion dollar fast food chain because of a simple, duplicatable system that they don't allow you to change. You can't put extra stuff on their burgers. You can't add extra things to the menu that they have not put through a system of keeping it simple enough to be operated by a teenager. You can't decide that your McDonald's is going to sell soufflés,
1: that now a teenager has to learn how to make a soufflé. They won't let you do. It will continue to sell simple
0: things that can be processed on its conveyor belt by a teenager. Keep it simple, superstar. Everything you do needs to be duplicatable or don't do it. Save your talents for something else. It's just that simple. Number four, product movement. We got to become our number one customer. Sales come from within. 80% of the sales typically come from within. 20% from the outside. Now, I think that those ratios are a little skewed with us, but for the most part, that's true. Now, what does that mean? That means that most of the people who travel with us also work with us in a lot of cases. Now, I think, like I said, the number gets skewed because we do a lot of groups. So, you know, we can have a hundred or so people on one cruise. So So that will begin to make it seem like more sales come from the outside. But every one of those cruises are usually set up by somebody from inside. So Product movement is we got to become our number one. Look, guys, you're in the travel business. You do have to travel.
1: But let me clarify this for some of you. You're here to make money. Part of
0: the process of making money and building a business is travel. So if you make it a point to travel
1: every time the company travels, and travel to help your team grow,
0: then you don't really have to set up five more vacations that are unwork related. Why would you kill one bird with a stone when you get killed two with one stone? See, see, I've, it's now nine months into the year. I have been one, two,
1: three, four, five. I've traveled six times this year so far. All six were work-related. Beautiful places,
0: Punta Cana, Uh, 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 what's the name in Mexico? I've been to Mexico twice. Been to Las Vegas. I've been to Puerto Rico. I've taken what could be easily classified as six or so vacations this year that were also work-related. Killed two birds, one time. I got beautiful pictures, beautiful memories, and work done and made money. Six times in nine months. That's like taking a vacation a month. Work-related. So, guys, you got to become your number one customer, but kill two birds with one stone. I see so many of you taking off from building your business to go take Vacations. And now you're not working and building your business because you're off on vacation instead of taking a workation where you could actually work and still squeeze
1: in a vacation at the same time. I've never missed a company
0: trip that I was qualified to go on. Because I planned around them. It amazes me. Oh, I'm not going to make that because I already have a cruise plan. Oh, I can't come on that company trip because we've already made plans to go here. Oh, I'm going to miss that company thing because I already have plans to do. Why are you not planning your trips around your business that you're building to become wealthy? Uh, It's up to you. But to me, for 35 years, I've done that. Have I taken vacations that don't involve work? Every now and then. Birthday, holidays, maybe. Because I know the company's not going to have trips around my birthday because my birthday falls on a major holiday. I was born on Christmas. So usually on Christmas, everybody goes and plays with their own individual families. So... I know I never have really to worry about a conflict on Christmas, so I can go to Dubai for Christmas like I did for my birthday, or I could go for, you know, to Italy or, or Rome or London, some of the places that I've gone that weren't company trips, but I do them for Christmas and New Year's when I've
1: never conflicted with a company trip during those periods of time. That's just me.
0: Number five, you got to understand the principle of width versus depth. You got to understand the principle of width versus depth. Okay, now here's the purpose. When you go wide, meaning you recruit more people direct to you, that is the factor into your wealth. And when you take a smaller width and go deep, that's when you're securing your financial independence. See, when you build a business that's very deep, that means you're building layers of leaders who are making money. When you build a business that's very wide, that means you're making the majority of the money. And what you need to do is strike the balance of the right width, 7 to 10 key people. To get 7 to 10 key, you're probably going to have to recruit personally 30 over your career or 40 over your career to find 7 to 10 key. If you invest the right amount of time in them, if you just recruit them, throw it up against the wall and see what sticks, if you just bring them in and say, go get them, you're probably going to have to recruit 200 to find 7 to 10 that could survive in the jungle from a baby with no parenting. <laughs> Those people do exist, but they're very, very rare. So you're going to probably have to go to two, through two or three hundred people to find seven to ten self-raising lions. But if you're willing to raise the lion, you might have to recruit 30 or 40 to find seven to ten that you could invest enough time in and groom and teach how to hunt to become great lions. So seven to 10 key. And then you drive and taproot that deep four to five generations. And so now you'll teach them to go seven to 10 deep four to five generations. The next person will go seven to 10 deep, four or five generations. The next person will go seven to 10 deep, four or five generations. You create that duplicatable mindset and system and you will build the right amount of wealth and the right amount of financial freedom that you truly will leave a business that will pay your family for generations. You'll leave a legacy to your children's children. That's the system. You can't beat the system. You got to work the system. You also got to understand the law of contribution. Guys, these are not suggestions that I'm telling you. This is how you build a network marketing, multi-level marketing business. If you defy any of these seven things, it will cause your business
1: not to work. It's just that simple. There's certain things you have to understand and do. You know,
0: we used to always say, and I still do, you can't break the laws of nature You can break yourself against the laws of nature. See, your attempts to break the laws of nature will break you, but you can't break the law of nature. What goes up will come down. Maybe at different speeds, but it will come down. If you shoot a gun in the air, that bullet's coming down somewhere. You may not see where it came down. You may not see what it hit, but it's coming down, which is why they keep telling people stop shooting guns in the air for New Year's. Because the police find out where the bullet came down, even if you don't. Number six is the principle of contribution. What you give to the masses is what you will receive. If you teach people wealth, you will become wealthy. It's just that simple. It's what you give. So what's gonna be your contribution to masses of people? People sit around and wonder all the time, why is my life not amounted to anything? Well, what have you given to anyone? What have you contributed to the world that the world should give you something back? What have you contributed to any mass group of people that warrants you getting anything back? So you got to make a commitment that you're going to give. That, that, that what is your legacy going to be? What
1: will you be known for Being passionate about. Because if you give nothing, you get nothing.
0: But what you give, you will surely receive. If your goal is wealth, then give wealth. If your goal is happiness, then help people find happiness. If your goal is peace, then help people find peace. Whatever you give is what you get. If you give mess and drama, you will get mess and drama. If you give lies and deceit, you will get lies and deceit. See, to think about these laws of nature, they don't discriminate. You get
1: What you give, good or bad. And then number seven, personal growth. You have got,
0: in order to encourage people to follow your leadership, they've got to see you grow. They've got to see you grow both emotionally and materially. Now, a lot of people fight this because they actually think that they can be great leaders with massive followings and yet not, and yet be personal. This is personal. I don't have to show my emotional growth. That's, That's my business. I don't have to show material growth. That's all personal. What you're giving up in order to have masses of people follow you and achieve levels of wealth unheard of is personal. It's like people become famous who say, but I'm not a role model. Well, you are. To achieve that, fe- that fame
1: and wealth, you had to become a public figure. And with
0: being a public figure means people are going to duplicate you, model themselves after you, follow your lead. Try to figure out your political beliefs, your interests, your concerns. You're no longer allowed to just be personal. Private. I want to be a private, wealthy,
1: famous person that don't even go together. So what do I mean? If I know more than you, then you're not necessary.
0: Understand that principle. So if you're going to be a leader, you must continue to self-improve and grow emotionally so that people feel like they can continue to learn from you. If you stop growing, then you no longer give me anything to learn. Therefore, you become unnecessary to me. If you don't ever want to become unnecessary to the people that you lead, you have to continue to grow personal. Now, the second part of that is material. A lot of you fight this. But the truth of the matter is we live in a society that's driven by materialism. It's never been more evident than it is today. Because social media now allows anybody who wants to be an influencer to build an audience. And some of these people have millions of people who follow them every day. They get on Instagram and Facebook and, and TikTok every day to see what
1: their favorite famous person is doing. And is driven by them displaying a lifestyle that
0: people want. Now, before there was the internet, this principle existed. People have always, in a capitalist society like America, have chased a lifestyle. Now, granted, 90% of the people will never have a wealthy lifestyle. Doesn't mean they don't think about it. Doesn't mean they don't dream about it. Doesn't mean they don't desire it. But most of them never have the
1: opportunity to learn how to get it. And as people get older, yeah, some of them give up
0: on their goals. And they give up on their dreams. And then they become bitter against it. And they start to say things like, ah, car doesn't matter. Just gets you from point A to point B. Ah, eh, house doesn't matter as long as you got a roof over your head. Eh, it's only so many steaks you could eat. And they come up with all these
1: slogans and sayings to downplay lifestyle. But those aren't the people who make it. See, here's
0: what my mentor taught me. And I'm going to pass it on to you again because so many of you are making personal life, material life decisions, and then you're telling everybody else to deal with it. And you're pigeon toeing yourself into an inability to follow all types of people. I mean, have all types of people follow you. So my mentor put it to me like this as a leader, you gotta have a vision big enough to encompass everyone. What does that mean? It means that someone who doesn't want a lot out of life should be comfortable following you. And someone who wants it all should be comfortable following you. Someone who just wants a modest little house in an old neighborhood should be comfortable following you. And someone who wants a mansion should be comfortable following you. Someone who just wants a nice car should be comfortable following you. And someone who wants a a million-dollar exotic car should be comfortable following you. Chris, how do you achieve that type of vision? How do you paint that type of picture where people can see themselves in it? You dream. I'm not saying you got to buy it, but you dream and you show growth. Now, some of you go, but I've already got everything I want to know. Then why are you working? Because if you make more money, you will face the challenge of either spend it or the government will tax and take it. So why fight to make a million if you've already got everything you want now? that means you're just going to work your butt off to give your money to Uncle Sam. See, I remember when one of my mentors had a beautiful home, paid about $800,000 for it, customized it, even built a beach volleyball court in the backyard. A 15-person jacuzzi on the deck. Said to me, Chris, I'll never move from this house. This house is perfect for me. And we kept building the business And a year or two later, his income went over a million a year and then over two million a year. And all of a sudden, he was selling his house. And I go, you said you would never leave this house. Yeah, I make two million a year now. If I don't buy a bigger house, the government's going to take all my money in taxes. And so he sold the $800,000 house and he built a $2 million house In Jacksonville, Florida, he moved from New Jersey to Jacksonville, Florida. He bought a double lot and built a $2 million mansion. He didn't have the desire to build a $2 million mansion, but he outgrew because of his ambition, that $800,000 house he loved. And now he had to make a decision to either spend more of his earnings on him and his family and his wife and his children or let the government take it in taxes. So what decision did he make? See, what decision will you make in that scenario? So don't judge successful people for what they buy and talk it down. Don't judge successful people for how they live and talk it down. Because if they're successful, Their life warrants that they grow materially or lose it. The old use it or lose it. Either use the money or you're going to lose the money. And it doesn't matter where you start. I remember I started this industry in my dorm room and I used to have meetings with my initial team in my dorm room. And we would sit around and study for our insurance exam and investment exams together in my dorm room. And when I left college, I moved into my first two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo. And the people that were with me in the dorm room were like, ooh, ah, because I went from a dorm room to a two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo. See, it it don't take a lot to get the ooh and the ah. My first car was a BMW 325 used. I bought it from another director. He wanted a Corvette, so he sold the BMW to me. He bought a Corvette. I was the only person in my neighborhood who had a foreign car. I was like a rock star with a BMW 325 in the
1: 1986. Ooh, ah, it was used. But when you go from no car
0: (laughs) to a BMW 325 as your first car, ooh, ah, the material growth. Then my condo turned into a townhouse. Then my 325 BMW turned into a 525 BMW. Then my condo, my townhouse turned into a house. And my BMW turned into a
1: Porsche. And so on, and so on, and so on, and so on.
0: And every time I moved up a level, the people in our team started moving up levels. And everybody's beliefs started becoming, I can do this. This is happening. We're growing. It's real. Look at Chris. Now look at me. and we began a duplicatable process of growth. And it wasn't just material, it was also emotional. We grew up, we became leaders, we had principles, we had character, we had integrity, it grew and grew. We read books, we took classes, we went to seminars and we grew and we grew and we grew. And guess what we're doing right now? We're growing. I've got a decent lifestyle, but I'm not, I dream every day of of being in my yacht in the south of France. Can't afford a yacht. I don't know how I'm going to be able to afford a yacht. I don't know when I'm going to be able to afford a yacht, but that doesn't stop me from talking about it every day. That doesn't stop there from being a picture, you know, on on my uh, cell phone of a yacht. That doesn't stop me from watching the shows about yachting. And I, I watched the uh, Down Under show about the charter yachts and I watched it does stop me from going to yacht shows where I walk around and look at yachts and, and, and price them and, and look at all the features and it doesn't stop me. I, I can't. I want to have an incredible, I want a half a million dollar to a million dollar RV. You know that i can travel the country in the us and i, I want a mansion on wheels I, I can't afford that rv right now but i look at it every day i watch go rv show uh, uh, every weekend I, I i my i got two or three websites open on my computer about rvs and i look at them and study them i know more about rvs right now than probably the average person that owns an rv because of the amount of research i since the pandemic hit i've been researching rvs that means i've been reading about them for over a year and a half. I have
1: said, I priced it. I know what they should go for. new. I know everything. Because one day I'm going to be able to go out of my house here in Texas, get in my RV
0: and drive down to Florida and get on my yacht and yacht across the intercoastal to the Bahamas and Puerto Rico and some of these other places and then come back and get back on my yacht, um, on my my RV, my land yacht, and come back home. And then do it in the other direction and and have my yacht meet me on the West Coast and jump in my RV and drive across country into the West Coast and meet my yacht in in San Diego or, or Long Beach or any one of those, in San Francisco, any one of those waterfront areas on the west coast and jump on my yacht and, and yacht the, I got dreams and people who dream big can be around me and go man I could see I, if I could just have a piece my, and, and, see you got to paint a picture that anybody can fit into don't insult people who dreams are smaller than yours, and don't
1: hate on people who dreams are bigger. You should have a vision big enough to let them know
0: that whatever you want, this company can give you. Whatever you want, no matter how small or how big, if you're willing to do the work, this company. We'll give it to you. Thanks for joining me on Winners Win. I'll see you next
1: time.